the smile. Sunday morning, what else could you be doing today but gathering together as a city of people who want to see change in their lives, right? My name is Kevin Charles Thompson. I'm an evangelist. I'm an ordained minister of the gospel with Christ for all nations. I was trained by evangelist Daniel Kalender, and it was the ministry of Reinhard Bonnke. I've written this book here, SES Evangelist. For 37 years, I was an atheist. I was a hardcore atheist. And on a mission in Iraq in 2017, I met Jesus in a desert. I met Jesus in a desert in Iraq. No church, no Christians, no Bible. Just me and God. And he changed my life forever. Nearly seven years later, I stand here before you as a changed man. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I'm still figuring it out. But God has changed my life because I was willing to allow him to come into my life and willing to go on a journey of change. And today, I want to tell you guys here that if you are willing, if you are willing to allow God to reveal himself to you and to go on the journey, your lives can be changed too. I was an alcoholic. I took drugs. At one point in my life, I was bankrupt. I got dumped for drink driving, and I escaped prison. I've done, it. I've done all those things that many people in this room have done. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't worthy at all. But God didn't care about those things because he loved me already. And he had a plan for my life. And he said, Kevin, if you're willing to come to the cross, if you're willing to accept me as your Lord and Savior, I will set you free. And the past will be washed away and you'll start again. And I can tell you, friends, that it's the truth. It's the truth. But the voice of this world tells you something very different. It tells you that you're not worthy. It tells you that you don't deserve it. It tells you there's no hope. There's no, no chance of change. And I'm here to tell you, as an evangelist, I preach the gospel. I preach a message of salvation. A message of hope. And the spirit of the Lord is upon me today to preach the gospel to the poor in spirit, to set the captives free. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet for a moment. I'm not going to call this a prayer. I'm going to call this a declaration. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. It doesn't matter if this is your first time at church or you've been to church your entire life. I'm going to ask you right now in this moment, before we spend any more time here, to make an honest declaration with me. You came here today for a reason. You're searching for something. You have answers. You have problems in your life. Everyone is the same. No one is better than another. Wealth, poor, strong, weak, fame, not so famous. We're all the same. But you came here for a reason. I believe that reason is that God led you here today, in this moment, because he wants to reveal himself to you in a way that you'll recognize him, in a way that you'll understand him, in a way that you'll be given an opportunity to accept him. Now, this declaration we're going to make today isn't a prayer, it's a declaration. I want you to, if you believe and agree with what I'm saying, just repeat after me. We're going to make a stand today and believe that God is going to change each one of your lives today. Who here is sick and tired of fighting the devil? Who here is sick and tired of fear? Being afraid of what's going to happen to your children. Being afraid of finances. Being afraid if you can pay the electric, the gas, the rent. Who here is sick and tired of being sick? Who here is sick and tired of cancer? Murder? Child molestation? Who here is sick and tired of the things that we face in the world? Those things come from the devil. They don't come from God. And we have to stand and fight against those things. And I'm here to tell you today, friends, that you can stand and fight those things. But you can't do it on your own. You need to do it born again with the Spirit of God in you so you have power of God in you as a child of God. Now, right now, this declaration is simple. We're going to declare together, we're going to ask God to reveal himself to each one of us today. 
And we're also going to ask God to deliver us from evil, to deliver us from the things in our lives so that we can be set free. If you believe in that, if you agree with what I'm saying, you want to make that declaration, you want to ask God today, show yourself to me and deliver me from evil, I'm willing to give you the opportunity this morning to do that. I'm only going to be speaking for about 15 minutes. It's not long. All I want you to do is declare it. We're going to speak it out of our mouth. Why do we do that? Because the devil can't read your mind. And we're speaking to the devil. God knows your thoughts and knows your heart. We're saying this to the devil. So if you're willing, repeat after me. God, I come to you now. And I ask you to reveal yourself to me. God, I am tired with the devil. And today I want to be free. Every legal right I've given to the devil, I renounce right now. And I give you, God, legal right over my life. Amen. Please be seated. Okay, so as I said, my name is Kevin, for those of you who don't know me. My wife, Naomi, is sat here on the front. Um, It's such an honor and a privilege to be invited back here today by Pastor Sam and Hannah. We love you so much. Um, I recognize many faces of of you in the audience. It's it's good to see you. Uh, We were last here uh, last year for a few months. We held some revival nights here through the week. We saw incredible things. Many lives were changed. Uh, We just spent the last two months in the Netherlands doing ministry. Uh, And I'll quickly explain why we were there. We were there to do deliverance ministry. And very quickly, I want to share a quick testimony that will change your way of thinking. During the time in the Netherlands, a woman came to me and Naomi, and she was a Christian. She was raised in a Christian family from a very young age, but she'd she'd struggled, and she'd stepped away from church. And for many years, she'd not gone to church. She didn't really pray or didn't really read the Bible, but she'd, she'd walked away. And she'd lost two of her children. They were taken into custody from her. She was struggling very, 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 very seriously. She started to have nightmares, demonic nightmares. She would wake up at 1 a.m. in the morning, go into her children's bedroom where her other two young children were sleeping, and they would be awake on the floor playing with toys, laughing and, 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 and joking at 1 a.m. in the morning. She would go downstairs and the front door would be wide open. And this happened night after night after night. She came to me and Naomi, and me and Naomi and our ministry team, uh, two other people, we, we prayed for her. The night she came, she walked into the room. I was making a cup of tea in the kitchen. I came round to see my wife, and straight away in my spirit, I felt a crunch. I could feel the shift of the atmosphere in the room. Something came in that house. I looked at the woman in her eyes, and her eyes were completely black. She was completely demonized. I've seen demons in Africa. I've, I've preached the gospel around the world. I've cast demons out in many different countries. This woman was demonized. We sat down on the sofa. We started to ask her some questions. Tell me about your dreams. Tell me about your journey. You know, what's been going on in your life? And she started to explain the things that she'd done. She'd taken drugs. She'd watched pornography. She'd um, slept around outside of marriage. She'd been violent. She'd all kinds of things throughout the history of her life. Each time she engaged in these things through pleasure and through torment, more and more um, demonic things would come into her life and start to terrorize her. It got to a point where we were sat on the sofa, and as I looked at her, she started to like squirm a little bit. She didn't want to be there. She wanted to be there because she wanted to be set free. But what was going on inside of her did not want to be there. It wanted to get out of the house and get away from me as soon as possible. To round this story off, I spent eight hours with my wife and a team, and we cast out 31 demons. 31 demons. We had a notebook in the room. And one of our team wrote down the name of every demon. Every demon we spoke to by name, spoke to us in a different tone, a different facial expression, Jezebel, Ahab, rage, lust, pornography. Every demon manifested over eight hours. By 4 a.m. she was completely delivered. That woman left that house free. Her entire face changed. The following Sunday, Naomi found a swimming pool in a caravan park In December, in winter, and she got baptized. Right now, that woman is holding a small group in a house, and she's building church in the Netherlands. Praise the Lord. Why do I say that with you? Deliverance is real. Demons are real. 
People get demonized. Whether you agree with it, like it, whether you haven't seen it, it's real. You just have to open your eyes to it. I'm going to pray for us this morning. Please just close your eyes for a moment by your heads. Father, I ask you today that you would bless this word this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you would open our ears, open our hearts. In your precious name, we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen. I'm going to start by telling you a story. Um, I want to move quickly because we don't have a lot of time. This is a story about a conversation between three demons in hell. The first demon says to the other two demons, I have an idea. We're going to go up to the world and we're going to tell everyone that God doesn't exist and the devil doesn't exist. So don't worry about it. Just get on and enjoy your life. The second demon said, that's ridiculous. Stupid idea. People know that God exists. People know that the devil exists because they see them working with their own eyes. They'll never believe it. I have a better idea. We'll go up to the world and we'll tell them that God exists, the devil exists, but hell's not a real place. The third demon said, ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. They'll never believe it. People are not stupid. They know that God exists. They know the devil exists. They know heaven's a real place. They know hell's a real place. What we'll do is this. We'll fool them. We'll deceive them. We'll tell them they don't need to worry about it today. They can worry about it tomorrow. And from generation to generation, man will be deceived. You like stories? We like stories? I want to tell you a second story. See if we can squeeze it in. This is a story about a man with a house with 10 rooms. This man with a house with 10 rooms, um, he hears a knock on the door. He goes to the door, he opens the door, and guess who's standing outside? Come on, who stood outside? Who stood outside? The devil. The devil stood outside. The devil comes inside, he grabs the man by the throat, he wrestles him to the ground, and all night long he torments him with accusation, condemnation, and temptation. He doesn't sleep all night. The sun comes up, the devil leaves. The man goes inside his house completely exhausted. The next night, he hears a knock at the door. The man goes to the door, he opens the door. Guess guess who stood outside? No, it's Jesus. Jesus is stood outside. He says, Jesus, come on in. Come in. I'm so glad that you came. Jesus comes inside. He says, oh, I'm so glad you came. What can I do? Jesus said, can I have a room for the, for the evening? He says, yes, Lord. I'm going to give you the best room in my house. Jesus goes up to bed, and the man goes to sleep. That night, he has a knock at the door. The man goes to the door. He opens the door. Who stood outside? The devil stood outside. Yes. The devil comes in, grabs him by the throat, wrestles him all night, torments him. Accusation, condemnation, temptation. doesn't sleep all night. The sun comes up, the devil leaves. The man goes back inside his house. That morning, Jesus comes down the stairs for breakfast. He says, Jesus, where were you last night? I needed you. The devil came. He grabbed me around the throat. He, he beat me up. He gave me accusation, tormentation, and, and, and temptation, and I, I didn't get any sleep. He says, I'm sorry, sir, but you gave me one room in the house, and I was at the top of the house. He says, oh, Jesus, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you half the house. I'll give you five rooms in this house. Jesus says, thank you, sir, and off he went. That night, the man hears a knock at the door. He goes to the door, opens the door. Guess who's outside? The devil's outside. The devil comes in, grabs him by the neck, wrestles him to the ground. Accusation, condemnation, temptation. He doesn't get any sleep. Sun comes up, the devil leaves. Man goes inside, sits down. Jesus comes down the stairs for breakfast. He says, Jesus, where were you last night? The devil came round. He grabbed me around the neck. He wrestled me all night. He didn't get any sleep. Jesus says, I'm sorry, sir. You only give me half the house. You gave me the rooms at the top of the house. I was at the top of the house all night. He says, oh, Jesus, I'm going to give you all of the rooms in the house. I'm going to give you all of the rooms in this house. I'm just going to keep one room for me. Just one room for me, Lord. My room. Jesus says, thank you, sir. And off he goes. That night, the man hears a knock at the door, goes to the door, opens the door. Guess who's outside? The devil's outside. He comes in, he grabs the man around the neck, wrestles him to the floor, torments him all night. Accusation, condemnation, temptation. He doesn't get any sleep. Sun comes up, the devil leaves. Man goes back inside, absolutely exhausted, sick of the devil. It's like, oh. Guess who comes down the stairs? Jesus comes down the stairs for breakfast. He says, Jesus, where were you last night? I needed you. The devil came around again. I didn't get any sleep. Accusation. 
condemnation, temptation. Jesus says, I'm sorry, sir. You may give me all of the rooms in the house, but you still have one room. This is still your house, sir. The guy says, oh, Lord, I'm going to give you the house. Here, Lord, here's the keys to the house. You can have all the rooms in this house. This is your house, but please, Lord, just let me stay here with you. Jesus says, absolutely, you can stay here with me. He takes the keys to the house, and off he goes. That night, knock at the door. The man's lied in bed. He's absolutely terrified. He pulls a quilt over his head. He knows it's the devil. He's just about to get out of bed and go and open the door when he hears There's his footsteps going down the stairs. He gets out of bed. He runs to the door, goes on the landing. He peers down the stairs, and he can see Jesus stood at the front door. Jesus opens the front door. Guess who stood outside? It's the devil. The devil's outside. He looks at Jesus. He takes a step back. He looks at the front door, looks at the number, looks at Jesus, looks at the number, looks at Jesus. He kneels down. He says, sorry, master. I have the wrong house. Come on, church. Shake your wiggles out. Okay. Two stories. Everyone in this room will connect with one of those two stories. Those stories speak to your life right now. And if you take time to think about the words, then um, you'll get truth from it. The disciples said to Jesus, Rabbi, which means teacher, teach us to pray. Jesus replied to them, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from evil is the name of this message today. So I prayed and fasted, asked the Lord, Lord, what should I preach on today? War, I heard the Lord say. I replied, Lord, you want me to preach on war? Yes, Kevin, I want you to preach on war. My people are at war. I said, Lord, what should I tell them? Tell them they need to open their eyes to what's going on around them, especially inside their own homes. The war between husbands and wives, the war between sons and fathers, the war between daughters and mothers. This grieves me in my church. Well, as a veteran, there's one thing I know well, and that's war. You see, this world is custom made for us. God made it for man. And it's divided into two parts. There's the seen realm and there's the unseen realm. And they are connected in the middle. You may not understand this. You may never have seen it. But it's there. If you take time to open your eyes and go on a journey, you'll start to see the truth. You see, God finished creating the world and he said it was good. He gave it to man. He gave them dominion and said rule over it. 6,000 years later, it's bad. It's very bad. Since the dawn of time, we have all been in a war. The war that we're in, there's a war behind that war. You might not know this, but in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, it says that we have been born into a governance war. Revelation 12, 7 to 9 says that Satan was thrown down to the earth like lightning. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Now we know where the devils and demons come from. Now, church, I want to explain this to you. This is what happened. This happened before the foundation of the earth, before any human being 
was here. This happened in the presence of God. In the presence of God. A war broke out. Think about that for a moment. War in heaven. War in heaven before war on earth. There were hardened hearts present during worship in heaven. In God's presence. I think it's incredibly difficult to try to believe that if I was standing in the presence of God, I would be able to have a hardened heart. But that's what happened if we examine the scriptures. Those in God's presence chose whether to worship God or to war against him. Worship or war. And this all happened during worship to the Lord Jesus Christ. They were all doing what we're doing here today. Coming together to worship and glorify God. It's a war of worship. Worship God or worship the devil and the things of this world. Worship is from the heart to the Father in spirit and in truth. Singing holy, 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 this is holy ground. Despite being in a war, we spend more time on our knees cleaning up our own mess that we've made than we spend on our knees to Jesus. We have become too busy with our own business then we become busy with the Lord's business. You see, church, there are no Marthas on the battle space. On that battlefield, the Marthas are either being carried off by stretchers or they lay on the ground covered up with a sign over their head saying, KIA, killed in action. Or should I say, KWBB, killed whilst being busy. Martha was one of the two sisters who spent her time in the presence of Jesus, but she chose to be busy. The battlefield ground is taken by the kingdom for the kingdom with its trench line stretched out far and wide to the four corners of the earth. Church, we are the kingdom of God. The kingdom is within us and it operates through us, in us, with us, as us. Sitting in those trenches are not soldiers holding rifles. In those trenches are Mary's, the sister of Martha, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening and writing the Lord's business. Unlike natural warfare, where trenches have gunfire and explosions all around, in these trenches, in these kingdom trenches, there are the sound of praise and worship, of a heavenly host singing to the Lamb who was slain. Those in the trenches are not drenched in mud and blood. They're drenched in the tears of crying out for the lost souls of Christ. These Marys sitting at the feet of Jesus, in his presence, have no hardened hearts towards him. It's their king. Their hearts cry out just one thing. He is enough. A heavenly host A great cloud of witness surrounds us all. We are not just physical beings, church. We are spiritual beings, and we have a soul. Our souls are the battlefields in which we fight this war, and the war is fought in our minds. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. The heart and the soul must be purged by fire, redeemed by the blood, and purified by living water. Satan was thrown down to this earth, and he fell like lightning. And he does havoc in the lives of men. And he's doing havoc in our lives today. Satan has one mission, to kill, steal, and destroy. He is the great deceiver. And the Lord Jesus Christ said to us, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. He is a liar. Satan is the father of lies. Jesus told us not to be deceived. When Satan fell like lightning and came down here, do you know who else came down with him? Jesus. Jesus came down. He came down as God's only begotten son. And he came down as a dragon slayer to slay that dragon for us. Jesus is the Christ. 
the promised Messiah, the messianic king. And having lived a life free from sin, he willingly allowed himself to be crucified on a cross a Calvary. The most agonizing, horrific death a man has ever endured. Far more than any one of us in here can possibly imagine. He went to the cross for us so that we here right now would have a way to be redeemed back to our Father in heaven. Back to our Father in heaven where we once were. No longer deceived in this world under the rule of Satan, but free children of God. So that we would not remain in bondage to our sin, that we would not remain children of wrath, destined for eternal torment in hell. And on that final day in human history, standing in the multitudes before the Lord Jesus Christ, the great white throne judgment, standing with all of those men and women who rejected Christ and chose to do life on their own, Without God, those who had hardened their hearts towards him. He came to slay the dragon for those who are willing to deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow him. Deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow him. Jesus, the dragon slayer, delivered us from evil by the miracle of the Holy Spirit putting the Son of God, Jesus, God himself, inside the womb of a virgin human. And the miracle after Jesus was crucified, being raised from the dead, three days later, defeating death. Please, church, stand with me in this moment. Jesus Christ holds the keys of death and hell in his hand making a way for you today so that you can choose to repent, turn away from your sinful life, and give your life to Jesus by making him the Lord and Savior of your life. Being born again, being filled with God's own spirit, the spirit of Jesus, and walk with him here in this life as your Lord and Savior here in this world. It's not just about meeting Jesus on a Sunday. Every day of the week, you should feel his presence. Every day of the week, you should hear his voice. It's life-changing. He offers to wash away your sins by his precious blood, spilt on the cross 2,000 years ago at Calvary. If you come to the cross today and ask him for forgiveness and believe, he will forget everything and make you anew creation the bible says in romans 10:13 that whoever calls upon the name of jesus shall be saved the bible also says in romans 10:9 because if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved believe in your heart church if a man does not leave his family the devil will lead that family. If a man does not lead his family, the devil will lead that family. Right now, at this moment, you can change that because Jesus is here. He's standing here right now in the heart of every believer who has been born again. His Holy Spirit is in this room right now. And today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day the Lord has made for you to be here to come to the cross. So right now, I'm going to make this very simple. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, and you know who you are, he's saying come forward now. Today is the day of your salvation, not tomorrow. Don't listen to the devil. Do not be deceived. But today is the day to get right with God. Come forward now. Come to Jesus. Come to the front. I want to pray with you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, come forward now. If you've never given your life to the Lord Jesus, I want to invite you to come forward. I'm going to give you a few moments before we carry on. Don't stand there. Don't be afraid. The devil is a liar. If you're a man and you have a family here, it's your responsibility to lead that family to the cross. You will be held accountable. If you don't lead your family, the devil will lead it. 
For those of you here today who have already given your life to Jesus, I want to remind you that in Matthew 16, 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. The command, get behind me, Satan, spoken to Peter by Jesus, is recorded also in Mark 8.33. Get behind me, Satan. It seems harsh and out of character for Jesus, especially when addressing Peter, one of his most devout disciples. Why did Jesus say this? What was it Peter did to deserve such a rebuke? Without knowing it, Peter was speaking for Satan. We read in Ephesians 3.14-19, we are to pray for spiritual strength. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with a power through his spirit and your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend what all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that suppresses the knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. But church, remember, we see evil coming into the heart of the righteous. In the Bible, we read in Acts 5.3 that Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And to keep back yourself part of the proceeds of the land. Keeping back for yourself. Keeping it back from Jesus. I want you to remember this, Lord. I want you to remember this church. What the Lord is saying to you. That this war broke out in heaven. In the presence of God. That during worship there were hardened hearts in the presence of God. Just as there are today. Just as there are in this room. Those in God's presence chose whether to worship or to war against him. This all happened during worship to the Lord. They were all doing what we're doing right now, here today. Coming together to worship and glorify our Father in heaven. Today, church, friends, you get to make a choice. You get to make the same choice that they made that day in heaven about your own heart. Come forward now. Don't delay The Lord is making a way for you to get right with him right now. Come and kneel and pray to the heart. Come and bring your heart forward. Allow the Lord to make it soft again. I hear in the spirit, oh, how your hearts have turned away from the Lord. In your worship, you have turned away, turned yourself, and have hardened your hearts towards him. Today we cry out, deliver us from evil. It is the evil that we have allowed into our hearts. This is a war of the hearts of his image-bearing worshippers. We all have something in our hearts right now today that we need Jesus to deliver us from, from the evil that we have allowed to come in. We need Jesus to be our dragon slayer once again today. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. We need to be humble, church, and be patient whilst waiting for him to work out the details. This is a final call. Don't leave here today without bringing your heart to the cross. Don't leave here today without coming to the feet of Jesus. Don't stand there and say, I have it all together. I have enough of God. I'm fine on my own. Have humility in your heart. And come forward with open hands. Come forward with open hands. Jesus is here right now. I invite you forward. Because he's worthy. And he deserves all the glory. Come forward if you want prayer. If you want to bring your hearts to Jesus right now. Come forward. Jesus is in this room right now. Come forward. Don't stand there in pride. Don't stand there and say my life is all together. I don't need Jesus. Don't stand there and say that my heart is fine. I have no evil that I've allowed into it. Come forward. Come to Jesus. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, don't leave this place a child of the devil. Come forward now and give your life to Jesus. If you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that he is the Lord, come forward. Brother, do you have family with you? Do they want to come forward with you? The Lord is calling your family to a place 
of redemption. You, your wife, and your children. He wants to forgive your past. He wants to wipe it away. The Lord says he will throw it away in the sea of forgetfulness. Your past will be gone by the blood of Jesus. And today will be the day of your salvation. Today he will make you a new creation. This is not a game. This is important. This will change the rest of your life. People stood here now wrestling because I was in that place. I'm okay. My heart's fine. No one's heart's okay. Jesus here now is saying, if you're willing to come to the cross, I will touch you today. If you're willing to come to my feet and kneel at my feet, my Holy Spirit will fill you with the fire of heaven. Last call. If you want to come and get right with Jesus, if you want to bring your hearts to the cross today, come forward. Come forward now. My team's going to pray for you. We're going to pray for you. We're going to bless you. God's going to deliver you today. If you're struggling with things, fear, guilt, condemnation, you're struggling with sin, you're struggling with doubts, sickness, disease, come forward. Come to the feet of Jesus. Come to the Redeemer. Come forward. Come to the cross. I'm going to lead you guys through a prayer. The Bible says believe. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and make him the Lord of your life. But today I want to lead you through a simple prayer of salvation. It's not the words. It's your heart. If you truly believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and he came to earth to die on a cross for you and you and your family, that his blood washes away your sins, that he was placed in a tomb and three days later rose again from the dead, defeating death, and he is alive today, seated at the right hand of the Father, and you're willing to confess that, you'll be born again. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you now as a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I turn to you, Lord Jesus, and I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died on a cross, that your blood washes me clean, that you was placed in a tomb, and three days later you rose from the dead, and you are alive today, seated at the right hand of the Father. Today I make you the Lord of my life. I renounce the devil. I break off every legal agreement ever made with him. And I give you legal rights over my life. I ask Heavenly Father to baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Your word says, if we come and ask for a gift, we will receive. In the name of Jesus Christ, we fill you with the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we fill you with the Holy Spirit. Fire of heaven. Fire of heaven, fill him, Lord Jesus, fill him. Fire of God, fire of God, fire of God. More, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. Keep coming forward, Lord, keep coming forward. If you want to get right with Jesus tonight, if you want to bring your hearts to the cross, don't stand in pride. Don't stand in pride, come forward. You want to be blessed by the Lord today. Why are we not knelt at the cross? Did Jesus not do enough at the cross? We are the kingdom. We are the kingdom of Christ. And this is an altar. As an evangelist, I'm questioning why we are not coming to the cross and asking for a fresh impartation. Are we standing before our Father in heaven and saying, We have enough? Are we standing here to say, I need no more of you? Come forward, church. Come forward and be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Come and receive the fire of heaven. And allow the Holy Spirit to change you from the inside out. In Jesus' name.
If you're here today, you're hearing this message. Listen, this might be the last chance you ever have to respond to God. This might be the last chance you ever have. Come forward today. Do not harden your hearts, the Lord says. It's war or worship. If you're standing there going, I don't know about all this. Listen, God is a big God. And we're quite small. You go out for a walk at night, you see the stars. We're quite small. And when he touches us, things happen. But he touches us with love. He touches us with his love. So right now, if you're saying yes to Jesus for the first time, or you want to get right with God, or you need prayer, please just come forward right now. We've got a ministry team here. Come, 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 come. Okay, you just stand this side, yeah. You have your valve. Jesus name Jesus name come forward just cue this side we're going to pray you don't need Kevin to pray for you you just need to cry out to Jesus today we're in for the flow of his spirit look to Jesus look to Jesus today Come on, is there anyone else who wants to come? Have you had enough? Have you had enough? Have you had enough? This is the crossing. This is the line you cross today, friends. Come on. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Andrew, this is Len. Giving his heart to the Lord today. Yes, Lord. When a big God touches little you, big things happen. Big things happen. to this it's all been leading to this yeah he loves you so much he loves you so much you know God's going to parent through you because you know what we've got a limit you know we've all got a limit I know that but listen he's a good father yeah and he will he's going to work through you you know he gave you a beautiful family and listen your best years are still ahead yeah praise God amen this is a big day for you man this is a big day listen it's a lot you carried a lot but you're letting it go at the cross today amen you just let it go this is a safe place safe place safe place thank you for freedom today Jesus name amen come on is there anyone else is there anyone else? Come forward. Stand here. We're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Keith. Bless you, Keith. Do you know the Lord? Do you know the Lord? I've been helping the ministry of the gospel for 25 years. Just cry out to him. Lord, just pray for freedom in this man right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for this man. Man of God, I pray for freedom right now. Freedom in every way. Yes.
Amen. Amen. Freedom right now. Stay receiving. Amen. Amen. Naomi, this is not, this is a lady here. Oh, you're great. The way we Kevin. Amen. Could we just play no longer slaves? Is that okay? No longer slaves. just encourage you right now just to keep waiting on God you know we can get focused on what's here but listen just focus on Jesus where you're at okay he wants to speak to you You know this song, just sing it to him today. this time today I'm no longer That's why you came. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to I am a child of Just keep singing to him today. Can we turn it up a little bit, please? Thank you, guys. So 
listen to these words today. Hallelujah. Just focus on Jesus today. Let your spirit cry out to him. Oh, my soul cries out to you, Lord. Soul cries out to you. You split the sea. Just sing this. Split the sea. To me so I could stand and sing I am a child of God Hallelujah You split the sea so I could walk right through it Can we give a hand to these guys who've given their hearts 